Hello, this is Joe Polish, and today I've got my friend Laura Langmar on the line with me. Laura, can you hear me okay? I can hear you great. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, well, we're going to do an awesome interview today. I'm going to read something, which is the only portion of this interview I'm going to be reading, and this is your bio, just so everyone that's listening to us actually knows who the heck you are if they have never heard of you. Okay, <laughs> Laura Langmar, which would be, of course, bizarre if no one's ever heard it would of Laura. odd, but, you know, it's okay. Yes, yes. Okay, so here is who Laurel is. Uh, Laurel Legmar is one of today's most visible and innovative money experts and has appeared frequently on CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News Channel, Dr. Phil Show, and The View. She's also a regular online contributor with the Huffington Post. In September 2011, she was recognized by Forbes magazine as a standout woman in business. She continues to expand her horizons even through the challenging obstacles of today's economy. Because of her tenacity, and I can tell you she has a ton of tenacity, mm-hmm. and absolute confidence in what she teaches, Langmar is one of only a handful of women in the world today who can claim the title of expert when it comes to financial matters and the making of millionaires. She accelerates the conversation about money, sharing how to not just survive the tough economic climate, but how to succeed and thrive. A New York Times, USA Today, and Amazon best-selling author and a leading entrepreneurial speaker, Langmar is coach thousands of successful students and stories around the world by giving them the simple tools to generate cash and build wealth. As a single working mother, dynamic speaker and motivator, and the owner of a business which is called Live Out Loud Inc., Langmeyer lights up the room and elicits change for the better. As founder and CEO of Live Out Loud, Langmar has shared her high-value strategies and seminars all over the world, teaching people her simple recipe for capitalizing on their skills and talents to make new money. She's also the author of four national best-selling books, The Millionaire Maker, The Millionaire Maker's Guide to Wealth Cycle Investing, and The Millionaire Maker's Guide to Creating a Cash Machine for Life, and a pretty recent book called Put More Cash in Your Pocket. And, of course, her next book is going to be a massive bestseller, which is called Yes Energy, The Equation to Do Less, Make more and that is ready to come out real close to the time that we're actually doing this interview right now. So, Laurel, there's so much more I could say about you, but that sounded pretty eloquent. So, what do you think? Pretty good. I think it's all right. It's kind of funny to hear your bio, like, you know, I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, you know, when I hear uh, people, you know, read my bios, I actually think, why? Wow, they sound like sort of an important person. And I know. Considering I, I, have know. Like I a... forgot about some of those things. You know, you're yeah, yeah. moving on. Exactly. <laughs> so, considering I have a cold today, hopefully I did all right. So, you did there we go. Okay, well, so what are you? Who really is Laurel Langmire? I mean, what are you all about? Fun. Yes, yes. <laughs> fun and energy and yeah, that that fun, is. Fun, and I'm really committed to like total yes energy fun. And everybody in our company, we've actually had some turnover in our company because if you're not all about it, like you know, so we just do too much amazing stuff. We help change people's lives and really intensely put them in conversations about money, which most people. You know, money, sex, and God, nobody wants to talk about them. Well, we really talk about money. Uh-huh. And uh, I just, that was part of the book launch, too, this, uh, this, this last year, Joe, was if we're not going to have a lot of fun doing this, which most of the people around here love it, and everybody doesn't, like, wake up and say, now, you know, let's be fun and creative. And, uh, you know, we live in beautiful Lake Tahoe, so if you want to ski, go ski. As long as stuff gets done, let's have fun. So we're all about, yes, energy and fun and really shifting that um, all the way out through our clients. Um, because some people, you know, they're just too scared around this whole conversation. They need to have fun with it. Well, you know, I, I heard an interesting line uh, the other day, which was, uh, that really struck me. And, and it was, I was talking to a really high-level uh, entrepreneur at uh, Strategic Coach uh, with Dan Sullivan. And uh, basically, uh, we're in a group conversation, like four of us. And this guy made this comment. He said, you can't delegate courage. And I thought, wow. Good. 
That is a great line, yep. especially for entrepreneurs. And you, and you said something where you're like, you know, we've had a change out of staff and everything. And, you know, uh, if anyone's read Steve Jobs' book, they know that mm-hmm. Steve Jobs is a pretty driven guy. You know, a lot of people did not at all like his style. And there's varying levels of, the you know, entrepreneurs. And I was also talking to another a really smart marketer named Richard Vigory, I mean, who many people credit, you know, as being, you know, very responsible for putting Reagan in the White House. He's like a conservative marketer and just a brilliant guy. And basically, you know, I was asking him about it. He has a staff of 50 people. And I said, you know, when it comes to driven entrepreneurs, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. unlike Steve Jobs, who a lot of people didn't consider a fair guy uh, as, an, as a manager, you know, but he just obviously changed the world and was a very yeah. successful right. entrepreneur. Yeah. I, I, he, 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 Richard said to me, he goes, you know, he goes, I remember reading this thing of, of where they surveyed uh, managers and owners and the 50 traits of a great boss, none of those traits were nice. I mean, people like character driven, but, you know, but my question to you is, you know, what is it about the drive? Because no, knowing you, you are a yeah. very driven person, yep. but, you know, you're not everyone's cup of tea if they can't keep up with, like, wanting to be achievement-minded, right? So what is, and, and, and I say the same thing for myself, you know, a lot of people. Yeah. They, uh, like so, she's like, like she's like up there. Right. So what, what are your thoughts on that when it comes to, because Yes Energy, your new book, mm-hmm. is really much about getting off your ass and doing something. Yeah, it is. It, is, it really is. And um, so I would say, I mean, just that, that whole you can't delegate courage, <clears throat> it is, I have a whole chapter in, the, in my new book about lead like you've never led. Like, there are, there are entrepreneurs who get up and they think they've led, and then, then you just really get to the starting gate, and you have to lead like you've never led in your life if you really want to make a lot of money. And, uh, and change lives and make an impact. And we're, you know, post-depression, re- you know, recession recovery economy, which makes all sorts of interesting, you know, challenges that are different. So you have to be very agile. And I don't think a lot of people have done a lot of that fixing. But as far as the drive, I'm gonna, I think it's if, if you don't have a mission way beyond yourself, because I think a lot of people, you know, they look at me as a single mom and the conversation about money, and I'm always asked, when is it enough? And I said, it's been enough for a long time. It's not about enough. It's not about the money. <clears throat> it's about changing people's lives and having something bigger than yourself to do. And I don't think people dream there enough. I hold chapter about dreams I mean, because I don't think people dream enough. I think they're just getting by. And then the media has done just a horrific job of making mediocre a new standard. And it really pisses me off. I mean, John D. Martini is a very dear friend of mine, and he was coaching and having a session with my son, who's 12, because um, I just went through this unbelievable divorce, hugely affected my son, and John was coaching me. He said, you know, Logan, you can be mediocre, you know, mediocre in your life, or you can be a master. He said, but you came to live with a master. And actually, we all came to be masters on the planet. I just don't think people pick it up and take it on. So I think everybody can have the drive. I think everyone can have yes to energy. I think everyone can have what they want. I don't think people want it, or they don't give themselves enough credit to get it. Yeah, and, uh, and there's probably it's many... Really disappointing. I, I completely agree. You know, I mean, uh, but again, uh, if you are one of those people that can latch on to meaning, you know, I mean, you've, I'm sure yeah. you've read Man's Search for Meaning, a mm-hmm. you know, fantastic book, and I, I've, I've read that several times. I've been reading it again. And it, you know, the one part about what human beings really exist for is to find meaning. Yeah. I apply that to entrepreneurs okay. all the time, you yeah. know, and it, it's, it's, it's kind of what you just said, and it's really, I yep. think, what so much of your, your message is about and so much of what you teach. So let, let's get well, into it. I want to add one thing to it, too, because it's really interesting as I've been interviewing, you know, just for my book, you know, it's really reaching, you know, uh, because it's not just a finance book. So I'm, I'm reaching into markets and, 
you know, verticals that I've, I haven't been in for a long time and really me- meeting those experts and those people. And it's interesting, there's a theme across a lot of them, and I would say it's for everybody, but I think a lot of them is uh, at some point in our life we were athletes. And I don't talk, I have never talked about it a lot in interviews, but I've like really committed to bringing my whole health. I have a master's in exercise physiology, so it's one of those little things I've left behind when I became a money expert. But it's interesting the amount of people who have some, you know, really rigorous uh, health or athletic um, behavior in their life. You know, I mean, I'm an avid, avid, you know, skier. Um, I just picked up this new sport over the holiday. I love motocross, like total. Oh my gosh, I'm having so much fun riding motorcycles in the dirt on rocks. Really? I, love it. Well, I, I, I didn't so know you were doing that. I didn't either. But anyway, I just <laughs> want to mention that because I think there's also the uh, the competition and that personal best that comes in to people who have been athlete, you know, that have have especially if they've been in a competitive athletic state. And I think there's a just your own that that, that just kind of couples that whole personal drive. Right, right, right. It's always about your personal best and going for, you know, it's 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 not about just being enough. It's always like what's what's next? What else could I achieve? What else is just fun to do? Yeah, yeah, I I I, I like the term corporate athlete because I think if Ooh, you that's take good. Yeah, I mean, I think if you apply the same sort of methodologies to your your life, that's that's huge. And what I, what I want to say, I'm gonna I want, I'm gonna make this interview. Although I could t- do an entire interview with you just on the subject of selling and marketing because you're mm-hmm. superb at it, and we'll touch on it here. We're gonna kind of go over a couple different topics, including money, which is what you're so much well known for, and also the the subject of your your new book, Yes Energy. I want to give out a website to everyone, which is for your new book, YesEnergyBook.com. A uh, couple of reasons. One, you know, blatantly, uh, go buy uh, Laurel's book. It's it's a new book, pre-ordered. If you happen to hear this interview right before it comes out, and so as soon as you hear this uh, interview, go and uh, buy the book for for this reason. Uh, for one, you're going to get a bunch of bonuses with all kinds of stuff that you'll be, you know, ethically bribed with, and all kinds of goodies, and it's you know, obviously worth a, a very small price. Um, and you can see that at yesenergybook.com. I mean, what is the price? I mean, literally, why don't we just kind of that's twenty four ninety five. When they go to my site, yesenergybook.com, they get a, immediately a five-day boot camp on Yes Energy, how to activate it in their life. And they get to listen to 44 interviews, which aren't, you know, done uh, until February 16th. So, I mean, just world-class interviews of uh, 44 world thought leaders. So they will get those interviews. And what else do they get? Just a whole bunch of fun bonuses. Bunch of stuff, and I, I, and I want people that are marketers because there's a lot of you that listen to I Love Marketing.com, and I'm going to make this a bonus interview because just thousands of people go to that site. And uh, I want you to actually see the marketing techniques and strategies that Laurel uses in the promotion of a book. So not only will you be able to read her book and get a lot, a lot of goodies and just ton of stuff, you'll be able to actually see how a master marketer actually positions and packages knowledge and wisdom and shares it with people. So there's a couple of reasons why I want you to do that. So we're going to kind of go over different different things. So, Lo, you have this title. You're kind of known as the millionaire maker, and you've helped literally create, as far as I know, thousands of, of millionaires, and you, and you do this using a, a seven-step process that you call the millionaire makeover uh, system. So can you explain what that is? Yeah, I take people through, um, there's seven things that really seem uh, maintaining millionaire status. There's one that I'll, I'll, I'll speak of at the end. Uh, but the seven things that I always uh, drill into, and it's still The Millionaire Maker, my first book, my first big book, you know, in 2006, is still my all-time, you know, I think we're headed towards, uh, I don't even know how many copies have gone out the door. Um, but in there, I do a gap analysis which is where are you and where do you want to be? And a lot of people don't even know where they are financially. So it really starts with, um, number one, it's your relationship to money. 
and in really engaging in your relationship to money, having conversations. I'll ask people all the time, how, how much money do you make? And like, their eyes are just stunned that I'm that forward about it. Um, and, you know, it's supposed to be some quiet conversation. Nothing's going to change if it's a quiet conversation. So um, I really am intense about the relationship and conversation about money out loud. And then um, then I get right into the books. So, where's you know, where are you? What's your beginning? Uh, P&L, balance sheet, is electronically organized? Do you have a, um, you know, segregated per company? Are you an entity in tax structure? So I, I get very rigorous about where you are in figuring that out um, and then how to create systems and cash management systems to maintain it. And then the big one is what do you want? And a lot of people don't know that one. That actually is um, it's the third. I call it Freedom Day. I would call it retirement. I think a lot of people have retirement goals. Retirement means to put to pasture. It's a horrible word. It should just be absolutely deleted from the dictionary. It's, it's the worst word. <laughs> right, uh, so you know, I, I, I have to interrupt. Like yesterday, I was being videotaped for a documentary, and and, and, and the guy asked me the same question. He, he's like, you know, what is enough? I mean, when when does this all end? And he's in my office, which he thought was stunning because I have this the coolest office, and he's like. You know, and I said, well, you know, the word retirement is an agricultural term, which means to, you know, to, to put out the pasture, you know, yeah. to, yeah. I mean, why would, if you have, if you've got something useful that you have to share with the world or do, why would you ever do that? It does, I can't even comprehend that, ever. that concept. Ever. Yeah, anyway, so. Oh, yeah. And then budget. Budgets are like diets. No one ever does them. It's a horrible eating plan. It's a horrible spending plan. So those are the three words I think should be deleted, but retirement's the worst. So I call them Freedom Day. I said, what are your Freedom Day goals? And also, I like that it's unassociated to age because I have millionaire children. I was on The View with Barbara Walters with millionaire kids. Now, clearly, their parents are clearly, you know, deeply involved in the company. doesn't matter. It was the kid's idea. And um, so I like that it's unassociated so, to any age. Um, so what are your Freedom Day goals? And that's the third one. And that one takes a while to figure out because in the beginning, it's outside of a job, which is a fixed income. So fixed income, financial freedom don't go together. If you want a job then you don't get financial freedom. You get a fixed income where the government's taking a 30 40% tax off the top. They're going to control all your spending, and you get the crumbs that's left, and so just don't whine about it. Like I'm really regretful about that. <laughs> um, if you want financial freedom, then you go be an entrepreneur. It's what we were founded for in America. I've, uh, you know, a lot of my work, you'll, you only have to read a little bit of my work to see how passionate I am about entrepreneurism. So Freedom yeah. Day at the beginning is out of your job, how much do you need just to, you know, do basic life? And then the next Freedom Day goal is adding team, you know, getting your house help, getting your, you know, online marketing, getting your sales team, getting your accounting team. So then you need that next level, which is at least a dollars $200,000 company minimum. And then we take those companies up to, 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 you know, million plus, plus, plus. So it's relationship to money, know where you are and know what you want in, in very realistic terms. And then the fourth, which is a big one, is your relationship to debt. So many people are averse to leverage and debt and don't know how to do it. And they do it inappropriately and they over leverage, which is what we just seen. Um, but I'm a huge fan of using leverage and having a healthy relationship. And as long as you cash manage the, do the number two one, you will have an amazing time with number four. So I have a whole debt plan to get you out of bad debt and then take you very strategically into proper leverage where it makes sense and then get you out of it later in your life. Um, and then number five is tax and entity. Wealthy people live in entities in corporate structure. They have, S, if they're listening in America, they have S-Corps, C-Corps, LLCs, limited partnerships. They have limited proprietaries and trusts in Australia and um, Canada. So we work with people all over the world um, to set up these structures because in that structure you make money 
and then you get 73,000 pages of tax deductions in America. Don't you love that number? Just 73,000 pages of tax deductions. I mean, it's so exciting and creative. I love, I love this whole conversation, you can tell. Um, so I, then we teach them how to do that and how to do that properly and how to live in corporate structure and how to have your kids be involved uh, in the companies. And, you know, my daughter's a model for the company. My son works uh, in the marketing department for my company. Um, they travel all over the world with me, and they are little tax deductions. It's awesome. So, so if, you don't get, yeah, if you don't get, have any kids, you should get some. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, again, relationship to money, know where you are, know where you want to go, relationship to debt, uh, tax, and then my favorite one, which is what has sustained Live Out Loud for years, is your money better make money. And I start that planning at a double-digit return. So I think your portfolio should be in the 10% or higher. Um, and then how do you do that? And that's not the stock market. Now, you can do the stock market if you're trading, and that could be a portion of it, but wealthy people invest in alternative assets. I mean, you, know, you own your, your building. I own my building. I have several buildings that I have my offices in. Um, we own real assets, and um, I love gas and oil. I love other companies. I buy other companies. I like franchises. I like cash, you know, cash flow businesses. So a lot of my work is really teaching people how do you even look at that? How do you look at that paperwork? How do you, how do you, how do you even manage that? Because most people don't know about that. And then the last one is a team. You're never going to do this by, your, by yourself. Never. There's so much to learn, and there's so many amazing people who are experts, like CPAs, um, from you know tax lawyers to international tax lawyers to financial planners that are alternative to real estate experts, gas and oil experts. You need people like that on your team. And so I also love teaching people how to find these people because there's a lot of you know scam crap in that space too. So oh my you, God, yeah. How do you sort it out? How do you sort out who's who's good and have high integrity and is it going to just take your money and go run off you know somewhere with it? How do you hold people accountable? to, you know, a real estate transaction you're doing across the country. Most people don't know how to do that. They love, anybody can buy real estate in this market. This is the greatest real estate market. But boy, if you can't manage it and you want some, you know, piece of real estate in Ohio, who's flying across the country? You're going to jump on a plane every time something goes wrong. So I teach people how to manage their assets once they get them. So those are the seven broad steps. I could talk for hours about them, but those are the big seven. And when you learn and manage above it, you know, it's kind of the work work on your wealth plan instead of so deeply in it, then it moves. And so many people get so deep, they worry about debt, they think they're going to get out of debt. A lot of mistakes people make. Uh, but the biggest one that sustains millionaire status is your ability to make money, which is your your skills. You know, what are you doing to make money every day? If I can pick you up, because I know you, Joe, you could put you in any country, regardless of language barrier, in the world, and you'd make money probably in a couple hours. Yeah, that's, if, that's if I need freedom. to, I probably would. Right? Yeah. I, I know I would, too. But And people, most, I would bet there's a lot of people that are listening that could do it. That's ultimate freedom, right? Yeah. Pick you up, put you anywhere in the world, make money, and, you know, I'll even give you 24 hours you could make money, right? You sell your knowledge. Not hard to do, but most people don't get it, and they're scared to death to sell. It, well, let's speak to that in just a moment. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to that. You know, scared to yep. sell because that is uh, that is a huge thing. I think it's critical if someone cannot get over that fear, uh, if they don't reframe it in their mind and develop that skill. I mean, they're lost. It's just nothing else is going to happen. So that 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 we're gonna come back to that. One thing I do want to uh, ask you uh, now: everything you just mentioned. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's an enormous amount of skill sets yeah. uh, within yeah. there that not only you have, but that you're teaching, but also a lot of people. Uh, could be listening to that going, my God, that's daunting. There's so much stuff to do, which, of yeah. course, I think is a big reason why you wrote Yes Energy, because you got to have en- energy in order to, to take this on. So 
you know, since people would even read a book or listen to this interview, I mean, that, that mm-hmm. separates them from the vast majority of people out there that simply don't pursue any type of right. uh, betterment education. So my question to you is, what, what can't you teach people? Because I know you can teach them all of these things you discuss. So people are like, well, how do I do this? Well, that's obviously why people like me and you exist in certain areas. We have skill sets, and we, you know, it's one of the things that we do, and it's part of our business. So what, what can't you teach? I mean, what, what sort of person would be being capable of, of helping with this? And you know, mm, That's just... a great question. Um, and I do want to reframe or use the, the daunting task of becoming a millionaire. It's, all, it's why only a very, very small percent of the population take it on. Um, and women, there's less than 3% that ever make a million-dollar company. I mean, women need to get with it. That's why I love that I think I've you know, come here being a woman. So I can be very, you know, bold in that space, you know, and model that. Um, But I also chunk it into three to five years. I think I I know I can help you. If you do everything that I teach in that, you can be a millionaire in three to five years. So it's not like you look at that list and say, oh, my gosh, I'm going to do it in the first quarter. You look at that and say, how am I going to chunk this into a three to five-year plan? And who I can't teach are people who have no motivation or no desire. And I don't think anybody can teach them. I think they're the, the, they don't want a bigger life, which is the oddest thing to me, which then I would speak to the spiritual nature of them, <laughs> of, of why they came, you know, to the planet, because I think everybody has something that they can do to contribute. And um, so people who are not motivated, don't want a bigger life, um, want to just, you know, get by. Um, I actually, those are those the people that are scared to death to quit jobs, um, I have a lot of success with people in 120 days and four months quitting their job, but they got to do everything, and they can't be scared of selling, they can't be scared of marketing. Um okay. So I would say, yeah, it would be the unmotivated, the clue, you know, people who don't care. Those gotcha. are people I, I not only can't teach Joe, I don't want to. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't either. I said that out loud, didn't I? <laughs> I, I, I mean, considering most of my income and my personal time is, is, is spent with people that are already very successful, because one right. of the things I, I learned selling how-to information in the beginning of, you know, when I first started doing that and starting in 1994, one of the things I learned that if you want to be successful in the the selling and dispensing of advice business, uh, offer advice to people that are already successful because the reason that they're already successful is because they do read books, they do go to seminars, they do pursue knowledge and education and they actually will put their time, money and energy into it. And people that are not willing to do that, I mean, you you can't help people that don't want to be helped. So so that's great. So let's go to the, the, the subject of uh, scared to sell because, you know, I mean, if you can't sell yourself first, you sure, sure as hell aren't going to sell other people. So I think selling not only applies to things that we sell, but actually what's going on in your own head. So what's your perspective on that? Well, I have a, uh, I, I teach a, a process of selling because I actually think that sales, when especially when you're selling your stuff or something that you love or a product you developed, is, uh, I mean, here, I'll just get to it. Selling is serving. So when you're really good and you know that you're good or you know your product's good or you know your lotion or potion's good, even if you're selling someone else's stuff. You know, I was Kiyosaki's master distributor for the cash flow game for five years before I got my stuff. So from 96 to 2001, that's what I did. And in 2001, I started to live out loud. And I, I, I liken that to, like, I didn't have stuff to sell, so I sold his stuff, right? Network marketers, you can sell other people's stuff. So whatever the stuff is that you have, right, whatever, right, services for products, if you, if, if you know that it serves other people, and you couple that knowing with buying powers. They're going to buy something. I, I think that you owe it to them to sell, serve hard, 
like clearly they're going to buy something else. And if you chicken out because you're scared of asking for the credit card, when do you want to start? How do you want to pay? And you've, you know, anybody that knows me and seen me, you know, from the stage knows that I, I, I can close. I mean, I teach people how to do this now. <laughs> right. I can close like a mother, man. Yeah. I am good at it. And, and, but the reason I got so good at it is because I would, I was chicken in the beginning. I, if you, I'm a farm girl from Nebraska, for God's sakes. I mean, if you would have told me even 10 years ago that I would be doing what I'm doing today, I would say you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. I would never do that. But then I kind of got it, and I realized how good my, the processes and stuff I teach are. So people would go spend money somewhere else, and they'd spend more money somewhere else, like heaps of money somewhere else. And then what do I get back? I get back somebody who's broke, who's now skeptical and cynical of, of any process because they were taken advantage of or whatever thing they bought is, you know, didn't help them. And I know that mine, which was less expensive, higher value, and would have changed their life, was better. So I just got really intense about it. And I think that's when you, when anybody listening gets that, just so certain. And it's not arrogance, and it's not, it's not manipulative, and it's not dominant. Because I think, and I think there's a lot of people who NLP the hell out of people in a really manipulative way. Mine is just straight, authentic, I know that I know that I know that I'm going to help your life. Do you want it helped or not? And when you get there, you're not selling, you're just damn certain. Like, just, you know. And yep. so when you get there, that's yes energy. And, I mean, money, just it, it just shows up. And I think that's what people got to really realize is if you let them go and they go buy something else, you're getting back, you're getting back a, a, you know, a whole mess that you created because you were chicken. How about that? <laughs> no, this is a good one. <laughs> you know, once you really wire your mind to actually understand that if you truly do have something that can create value for other people and you, do, you don't do everything within your power that's yeah. legal, moral, and ethical to put it into their hands, exactly. then you're doing them a disservice. Now, uh-huh. of course, I, I always have to do the caveat because someone could always have shit in the box and say, well, you know, I'm going to convince myself that this shit in the box is really going to change someone's life, and if it doesn't, they're going to be screwed. I mean, yeah, you can NLP your own brain. Job. But, yeah. but, you know, basically, if you really do have something that does help people, like you said, you know, selling and serving, I absolutely believe that. I mean, even when I was being videotaped for this documentary yesterday, you know, they asked me about, about selling. And I said, well, the, the, you know, the number one skill in being an entrepreneur is you've got to sell because nothing is going to happen until a sale is made. And as a matter of fact, I take selling and marketing very seriously. I think people that are salespeople are literally the saviors of the world. The entire educational system would not exist. Every product, service, innovation, everything that we use every day from the telephone that we're talking to each other on to the recording devices it's recording this to you know the table that i'm sitting at to the roof over my head these were all yep. created by entrepreneurs that were incentivized to actually create something that helped other people and damn it they had to sell it you know and if you try to uh, take selling away I, I made the comparison i said you know selling is as critical selling and marketing is as critical to the function of a business as oxygen is to an organism i mean try going without breathing and see how long you, you live well try running your business or making any sort of money without selling. It's, so people's selling is a great thing. It's just that people have such misconceptions about what it actually is and what it does yep. because they always think of someone that screwed them. You know, just like, you know, oxygen could be very bad if it was filled with toxins. You know, water could be horrible if you drown in it. But, you know, if, you tr- if, you're, if you're thirsty, you need to drink it. Well, selling, it's the same thing. It's a context. And so I love your perspective on it. And so how does one get good at it? practice. 
practice, 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 practice. And, you know, as I uh, have broke down a methodology for this, because I, I know I just got good at it, and I had some amazing coaches. I had, you know, two two amazing coaches that really um, taught me how to do it from the platform. Um, so I think there's a couple things. Is you, you practice, 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 and if, and if eye-to-eye is odd, I, I was laughing yesterday. I was teaching this actually yesterday. I said, whoever said, like, go to a mirror and sell or, like, do a, recite something in a mirror, how stupid. Like, there's no humans on the other side of the mirror. There's no feedback. There's no – it's it's the stupidest activity. You don't ever do that. Right. So, um, but if, you, if, if the face-to-face thing is odd, get on the phone. So you, um, I, I say never practice with your friends and family because you won't be the same. So you need to practice with mastermind folks, like in, in that context. Um, you know, I do this three-day workshop where I put them eye to eye, you know, like a hundred people at a time, and they have to practice like forty, fifty, sixty times in three days. Yeah. And they're they're a little stunned. They all make money and they wonder why. So because you finally learned to ask. So I think you got to practice out loud, and then you have to be around people who have more mastery at it to learn the talk track. Because women, especially, they they um, they talk too much. They chat too much, and it's almost like they're the part of their sales talk track is validating. They're talking too much about themselves, and val- it's almost like they're validating their own worth and their own deservability versus get off of you and your conversation and get over to the other person of how you're going to meet their you know needs, solve their problem, and serve their life. It's all about them. You want a great sales interaction? Be curious as how about that person in front of you and how you can help their life, and you know give them what they need, and they're going to buy. So I think you got to practice out loud. In uh, in very strategic environments, I think that those it, it was people who have you know more experience. I mean, that's how I got really good at it. I just kept practicing and practicing, and then it is looking at the thing you sell. I think I mean you can't like you said sell shit in a box, um, so that has to be well tested and well looked at as well. Um, and I think there are too many people who say, oh that thing's really great, and the truth is it's not great. And I think there's a huge disservice of the lack of feedback, especially in America. You know, when I when I work in Australia, Australians are much more rigorous with each other, and Americans are much more, you know, need to be liked. Oh, Joe, that's so nice. It's not nice, and you know it's not nice. It's ugly as hell. You will never wear it. It's or it doesn't taste good. Whatever the thing is, I got some women in the building who make this nutrition bar. And, you know, they were in tears yesterday because we were pretty rigorous about the feedback. It doesn't taste that great, you know, and it's like, you know, but but it's not serving them. Anyway, that's a different story, but it's not serving them, you know, and so I think it's practice. I think you've got to make sure you don't have shit in a box. You have something really good you put your heart and soul into so you have that service context and that, that, you know, embodiment of it, and then it's practice. Yeah, well, see, the, you know, what I, what I always think of is if you, when you ask people if they can sell or not, and they, they say, you know, I'm not good, good at selling, you know, you ask them, well, you've ever read a book, attended a, uh, you know, gone to a movie, went to a restaurant, wh- whatever, you know, did something, and then you told somebody else about the movie, the book, the restaurant, and they ended up taking your advice and right. going to eat That's at great. the restaurant. I mean, every human being's done that. They've, every yep. person has successfully sold. And I said, every th- thing that comes out of your mouth every day is either designed to attract or repel. And in some cases, yep. we do want right. to repel. I mean, yep. it's our defense mechanism. If someone comes up to you and it's, you know, asks you to do something or tries to say, and, you know, a lot of times you're selling to repel, and sometimes we're wanting to get the right sort of fit clients. But the bottom line is everybody does this every day. And so yep. to, to, to just transmit it into the, the making of money, 
I mean, it's it's so critical that people latch onto this because if you despise, yeah. it's kind of like if you think money's bad, what do you think your chances are of ever like having any? And if you yeah. think selling's bad, what are your chances are of ever getting any? Like everything in life, the mechanism to get it is selling. I mean, you, you know, if, if one of your children needed an organ transplant, you would use your selling and persuade, persuasion capabilities to be resourceful and find it. I mean, this is not yep. just how to make money. This is how to get through life. Absolutely. And you know the other thing I would say to folks, and it's so interesting, you have got to see this too in all the work you do, is is there's this mentality that there's an on and off switch. It's like, okay, I'm going to check into self for the next two hours, like I'm going to switch on a light in your body or your mind or your spirit. It's like, it, it, there's no off switch. And I think the people who, who live their life with on and off switches, you know, first of all, I think it's a hell of a lot of work. Like yeah, yeah. people say, you know, how much personal time and professional time do you have? I said, I have one life. Like, it's an integrated life. My kids, I mean, I have this huge office, and my daughter, who's five, has all of her little electronics, crayons. Like, she's got a little desk part of my office, and my son has, too. We're all like a huge family, this whole office. <laughs> you know, it's because they come to work. My, everybody knows my kids are just part of the whole thing, and they know what I do. If you ask my kids what they do, my daughter would say she puts money in people's pockets. You know, my, my son knows what we do. And so I just think you have one life. And the, the harder you work to keep them separate or turn on and off, it's exhausting. I mean, I talk a lot about that in my new Yes Energy book because I think people work too hard doing really ridiculous behaviors that exhaust you. Like they're not serving you, and, but you don't realize you're doing it. And the sales is where I see it the most. It's like, okay, all right, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to get in state and I'm going to go for it. And I'm thinking, God, that must be a lot of work. Just get on the phone, have a chat. How can I help your life? All right, how do you want to pay for it? Which card do you want to use? It's not that big a deal. Like, I mean, it's a big deal. But you know what I mean? I think people make it so, oh, my God, I'm sweating. I'm all nervous. I think, oh. Well, no, here's, here's what I think the takeaway <laughs> for people when you say something like it's not that big of a deal. It's because you've actually got confidence in doing it. And yeah. see, the, the thing Confidence that, comes from evidence. I really it, want people to hear that. I, I wasn't this confident years and years ago. I got more and more confident because I have more and more evidence that what I'm, what I'm doing is working, people's lives are changing, right? And so that's, that's why I want people to make money quickly because the more evidence they get, the more confidence they get, the faster they get through this, you know, training period right. of learning to sell. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in in the uh, you know, you'll accomplish more through movement than you will through meditation, as uh, yeah. Gary, as the late Gary Halbert would always say. And I think uh, it's 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 the pro. I mean, going from amateur to a pro, but you got you got to start, and you will get to a point if you stick with anything. I mean, you will get to a point where you actually have confidence in it. And if you try something and you just continually suck at it, it's just nature's way of saying, you know, maybe apply your skills into another area. One thing that everyone that's ever going to have any sort of success really does need to master, though, it's it's the making of money and also the, the, the managing of it, uh, to use that. There's Absolutely. probably better terms than that. But it's simply making money is one thing. Uh, what you do with it after you make it is a whole nother. And they are different skill sets, but the, the, the beauty of all this is these skills can be learned and you actually, have books that teach all of this stuff. So let's talk yeah. about your, your yes energy because the the subtitle is the equation to do less, make more. Yep. Now, now obviously everyone throws that term around: make more money, do less. But I mean, what's what's your take on it? Is that well? I mean, mine is. It, it was interesting because when um, 
so I'll back up for like uh, one minute how this book came about because I have always been asked by publishers to write books. I've never chased publishers. My first book is I don't like to tippy type like sit and write, write, write. I like to talk, obviously. learning, <laughs> And then I have them all transcribed and then they're made into these beautiful books. So the first time I was asked to write a book by McGraw-Hill, I said, hell no, I'm not writing a book. Write a book? Like sit down and type? Like out of your fucking mind. <laughs> they say, yeah, but we'll give you a lot of money. I said, I don't care. I don't use money like that. So anyway, interesting transition. So I wrote all these finance books, and then I met Reed Tracy, um, who's you know the CEO uh, and one of the owners of Hay House. And he said, well, we won't publish your books because it's too hard finance. And I said, so what do I have to write if I want to be Hay House author? I want to be with the God Squad. I want to be with all those other authors. He said, you have to write about you. And I said, no. And so Do Less, Make More was the working title for a long time because I was trying to keep holding on to my little finance world. But what it really comes down to, and he said, just write about you and how you lead. You know, and so that's really what the book's about. And I said, I do less of the stuff I'm no good at. And so really it's about your team. Now, there's a whole piece of energy and team and management of your life that, uh, and you said it, you know, brilliantly in the last, you know, just few minutes of this interview, which is if it's not your skill set, like if you're really not going to learn the sales thing, then find somebody who will do it for you. It's not that you can't have it. Right? There's people who don't know how to do online marketing. Then find the team who's better at it. And this learn everything, which I think is such an old-fashioned entrepreneurial training model, learn everything, be self-sufficient, bullshit. That kills you. You're no good at half the things you're trying to do. Right. Like Part of my whole Do Less, Make More book is about eliminating procrastination. Because there are only two reasons why people procrastinate. They either A, don't want to do it, or they are no good at it. So hence, they don't want to do it. So hire it. And when people hear me say that, they say, yeah, but I don't have the money. Well, then get selling. Like, go serve someone else's life. You'll make some money to hire the people. And I can tell you as a single mom, I had to figure this out really, really fast. Because I kind of, like, you know, wasn't planning to be a single mom. I wasn't planning to be a mom in the first place. And I was 34 and uh, just had this fun relationship. And, oh, we got pregnant. And he said, I'm not going to be a dad. And I said, well, I'm going to be a mom. Well, I sure in the heck wasn't going to go back to Nebraska to live. Like, you know, because... You know, I couldn't figure out how to make money. And so in six months, my first six months of being pregnant, I became a millionaire. That's, that's, wow. my, whole, that's my whole millionaire story. It was like a crisis. It's like, I'm going to stay in Sausalito and have my house on the water, and I'll be damned if I'm giving up my life. And I'm going to figure out how to make an extra $50,000 and have somebody come and be my tribe and help me raise my kid. And so I, did, I share some of those because that's how I learned team. I mean, I've learned team a lot. But, you know, I... You, you figure out how to take care of your, get your home handled. If you're not good at landscaping, hire it. If you're not good at taking care of your cars, hire it. I mean, there's a lot of places that happens anyway. But I think too many people do too much stuff that they're not good at, they're, they don't want to do, and then their life gets kind of mediocre because of it. So do less, make more. Do less of what you're not good at, hire it, and do more of what you're really good at, hence you'll have enough money to pay for it. So it's that energy balance of how do you do it and how, how do you have the life you really want. It's yeah, that, that's fantastic, and I, I love, I love, I love hearing that too. Is the separation of of what you're not good at? Because you know, I, I mean, I, Dan Sullivan's one of my best friends, and he has just these great quotes. And I hang around him all the time, so that's why I always think of conversations with him. And he has this one thing where he says, you know, if you spend your whole life uh, getting, you know, trying to strengthen your weaknesses, at the end of your life, you're going to have a lot of really strong weaknesses. <laughs> and that, you know, and, and that's the whole thing about trying to learn everything. Yeah, that's it. 
Yeah, like the thing you said, like half the stuff you're no good at. Exactly. You know, and if you identify that, you could like eliminate half the crap you're spending time on because you're no good at it anyway. And, and you know, t- getting results doesn't take time. It's the not getting results that takes up all people's time. And so once you develop the things that get you the results, I mean, you can. There are there are moments in my day where I can literally spend three minutes to five minutes, maybe like shooting a video or sending something out to the right person or making yep. a very short phone call or a connection that. That one thing alone could be a thousand times more valuable than all the other activities that I do in a particular day. And it's the more that I identify those things where I have true impact and spend as much of my time on those and delegate the rest, that's where success comes from. And, you know, I mean, everyone has that ability if they pay attention to it. So let's go through Yes Energy. When someone actually adopts this system, let's, let's go a little bit deeper into what it actually is. And, you know, certainly we only got a little bit of time here, yep. uh, and you've written a whole book on it, which is, you know, if you could obviously teach someone this whole message in five minutes, there'd be no reason to you know, lay out the process. But let, let's kind of go through what is it, what will someone get out of it, because I'd like to have everyone leave this conversation with uh, just some, you know, obviously some really good direction and obviously the motivation to go, go deeper with this whole concept, because I think it could change someone's life if they... Uh, if they adopt it, and that's you know that's why I do these uh, these these interviews for us to you know right. impart this sort of knowledge to, to people. We could probably do a whole another interview later just on the whole subject of sales and marketing. But let's stick with Yes yeah. Energy for now. Okay. So, so Yes Energy. I mean, again, I wrote it for a lot of reasons. Um, and as I was looking at my life and how I have you know I've led, how I've done this, uh, this whole you know financial venture, live out loud, we're international. Um, I put a formula to it, and I said, well, you know, how do I lead? Um, So I've developed an equation. So it's the equation to do less, make more, and there's eight elements to the equation. So the first element, and um, I always have to say this now because my son is hysterical. He's an honors math student, like Brainiac. And uh, so he looks at this equation. He said, Mom, it's just you cannot. He looked at it. He threw the book down. I said, what are you doing? He said, Mom, you should be ashamed of yourself. Knowing finance, this is not a mathematical, mathematically correct equation. So I say this, not mathematical. It's, it's, it's about how to lead. <laughs> oh, he's so cute. So it's changed the conversation. So it's a delta sign with a C. So you're going to change your conversation, and that's in a lot of ways. It's not just change your conversation about money. It's change your conversation about yourself, your responsibility, your accountability to your life, um, the way you talk to your children. Uh, I've all, that guy, I've got to write a whole book about that. So change your conversation. So I have a whole chapter, and each of these eight um, parts of the equation are chapters. Um, so you got to change your conversation. And then there's a whole next section of uh, F and C2, have faith, certainty, and confidence. And so um, I speak a lot. Spirituality is my highest value, and it's probably the first time I've, like, you know, come really loud about it and what it means to me and a connection to a higher source. And um, and for people who aren't that spiritual, you know, there's I just I also read just about having faith in yourself. I think very successful people have a lot of trust and confidence, um, certainty, and faith in themselves and what they're doing. And how do you find that? How do you condition yourself for that? And uh, given my exercise background, I talk a lot about getting in shape. And that's not just physical shape, it's getting in shape. Like, I mean, your life and my life, just in the month of January, Joe, could probably topple most people's lives in a year, like what, our, <laughs> what we do, right? Yes, but, yes. But, but you don't fall down, and, you know, exhausted at the end of the day. I don't fall down exhausted because we, manage, we know how to manage through it. And we've also gotten in shape for it, so we're used to, to you know, the intensity of it. And a lot of people are really sloppy. So, so faith, uh, certainty, and confidence. 
Um, and then I have a big multiplication towards, like, multiply all that times your dreams. And I have, go through a whole process of how to get reattached to, to mastery, living a big life, having fun. Um, and what, do you, what are your dreams? Like, even if it's, you know, like one of my dreams one of, and goals is I'm taking my children to all seven continents before. I said 20, but now I'm changing it to 18. Um, and I got my Antarctica trip planned with Nick Halleck, who owns the Thrillionaires. We're going January 2014, two years from from now. We'll be in Antarctica running around with the penguins. Um, oh, dog. I, I can't wait. You should go. Okay, go on. So, yeah, we're we'll, we'll, have, we'll have to talk people. about that. We're, ta- we're taking 52 people on a private ship. Um, Nick, so it's going to be fun. Um, so it's, again, just change the conversation, faith, certainty, confidence, your dreams, and then add your gifts. You all have amazing gifts. Everybody's got amazing gifts. And, again, that goes back to the do less, make more. Do what you are really gifted at. And most people have three to five things they're just amazingly brilliant at. And if you really focused on doing those gifts properly uh, and strengthen those strengths and hired your weaknesses, you, within moments, would have an amazingly different life. And then plus the team. Uh, so I have a big T sign. Again, I'm a huge team fan of uh, getting the right support in your life and having people that are way better at things in your life, doing things that need to get done in your life than you are. And then the biggest one, which I think makes the most, uh, a lot of difference, is an S, which is for sequencing. You have to do it in the right order for you. So it's not a formula that everybody does in the same order. None of my financial equations are that way. Um, because I think, depending on what you've done to yourself, right, you'd be listening to this saying, oh, I have big dreams, um, but I've never identified my gifts. Well, then go there first. And some of you may have a great conversation, but never put things in the right order. Some of you may have great faith, but not. So it's um, the whole last piece is how do you do it in the right order for your life and um, and then have it all. And so I go through spirituality, values. I go through eight different areas of your life. Do you have, you know, a fulfilled life? So it's a very different book, but I have a great time. And I really get down to the nitty-gritty, too, of, like every morning, because a lot of people want to know, like, what are your, you know, success behaviors? And I said, I get up with, you know, God, my family, and my health every day. So I do my own prayer meditation, and then I take my kids to school. My my best time with my children is in the morning. They don't have to go to school until later. And we just have an amazing, awake, you know, fun morning because they're the best energies then, too. And then I take them to school, and I go work out. Then I come to the office. Then I get then I get here to live out and do this. So um, I don't think a lot of people have routines and patterns, and that's what makes your life successful. And so yeah, very true. I can keep talking about, but that's kind of what the book's about. It's well, you, you know, on on a personal level, it, you've basically were you know the, the start of this was they wanted you to write about yourself, and that's what you did. So how has this helped you succeed? And um, you know, I mean, because it really is kind of Laurel's process of how she does what it is she does. So I mean, what. Um, how ha- how has it really helped you uh, succeed in your life? I mean, well, it was interesting writing about it because I think there's an unconscious competence that a lot of us have, and so to really, it was the hardest book I've ever wrote of all of them because it was um, having to really look at li- my life, right? And and I looked at other successful, you know, look at other, like what causes that success. You know, it's just not um, in a few of us, and if we're going to put a formula to teaching it, how do, how does that occur? And so. Um, for me, it was great in putting, really identifying it, and uh, in a lot of levels, really recommitting at even a higher level to it. And how has it helped me be successful? I think the sequencing. I'm a master at doing the right things at the right time for fast results. Efficiency is something that's second nature to me. So, um, 
I did my best to try to teach people how to do it in this process. <laughs> like, well, you know, let me, let me, let me you ask you. that, too. You watch a lot of people be highly inefficient. It's like, oh, my gosh, you poor thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, you know, so many people confuse activity with accomplishment. Right. Like, as an example, um, you know, I we created this, literally, for lack of a better word, a brand, because I'm not a huge fan of brand. I mean, I, under, I understand the context of proper use of brand not mm-hmm. versus just, you know, spend money and time to make people know about you, which doesn't at all equate to money unless you have some substance <laughs> behind your brand. Uh, but, you know, we, we created this uh, this whole brand in the span of a year, me and uh, Dean Jackson with the I Love Marketing um, podcast. And so one of the things that we've started, which, uh, it, you know, has been taken off all over the world, we've got meetup groups uh, all based around um, the episodes that we do at ilovemarketing.com. And we've got groups in, you know, UK, Germany, Belgium, Australia, Japan, New Zealand. I mean, everywhere where people, you know, have this sort of uh, curriculum that we actually uh, speak to. And we did a recent meetup group at my office. And I don't come to all of them because I have someone that runs them for me. But whenever I'm in in town and I can do them, I I actually will show up at the group. And one of the... um, speakers that we had. It wasn't even a speaker. It was just a guy who's a buddy of mine that walks people through how to actually run Facebook ads and make money. And this is how this guy makes money. And very simple, but very smart stuff. And I asked everyone in the room, you know, how many of you actually have ever ran a Facebook ad? And so there's less than 10% of everyone in the audience actually said they had run a, a Facebook ad. Um, but how many of you spend 30 minutes, an hour, two hours or more on Facebook every day? And almost everyone did. And there were several people that spent more than three to four hours a day on it. And I said, well, let's just look at that. You're spending the time on Facebook. The difference is on this side of Facebook, you make no money and you stay busy and maybe interact. And that's cool. And you get to watch a bunch of videos and interact with your friends and look at photos. But on this side of actually doing it, you make money. See, this act, this activity will create accomplishment. This activity over here, not that you, you shouldn't be doing it and maybe it's fun and enjoyable for you, but it's a completely different result. And so there's a, there's so much human waste on just yep. non- nonsense. And so from your perspective, I mean, you, you made a really interesting comment. I know how to actually work on the right things at the right time. I think that's what you said. Yep, um, exactly. Can you teach someone how to do that through Yes Energy? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and, 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 that and, uh, skill alone is, like, huge. It, that alone would change their life. You know, it's just, it is so critical. Um, I mean, I and I talk... You know, I'm obviously, after they get the book, when they get get the book and, you know, I have their email stuff, I'm going to invite them to an eight-week webinar, which I haven't really announced at all, but that's going to happen, on how to execute it. And I can tell you the piece that I teach the most, and I teach this to my own private clients, is literally within the day. If you only have a few hours, say, left in the day of, like, real, like, you know, open business time where, you know, other humans are available, do you know how to drop the right ball? And it's down to literally a minute by minute. Because you could have a jam-packed schedule. Like you could look at your day and then have something come in. Like I have this whole A&E TV reality thing just came into my week next week. Like I have time to just run to L.A. again, right? So, <laughs> but, it's, <laughs> right? So it's, it, 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 but it is. It's down to, and I have to meet with a whole bunch of people. So like literally, I look at my calendar and say, does that have to happen today? 
to have an effect on my life tomorrow? Or could that meeting move? And I don't think people know how to do that. That sounds so simple to probably some people listening. And to some listening, they say, no, I would just keep my, my schedule. I'm already busy. Yeah, you're busy, just like you said. I mean, activity and busyness doesn't cause effectiveness. And so there's, there's a time issue to it, but there's also a value issue to it. And, there's, and then that's when your team comes in. There's also a, do I need to be having these meetings? Because I have so much you know, inherent control in my life that no one can do it better than me, which is the most ridiculous mental thought. <laughs> but people have that. So there's, oh, yeah, there's, I, those I are the get, big pieces that. of it is, you know, do you have so much, um, really, to me, that kind of level of control is insecurity. So do you have that level of insecurity <laughs> around someone else not being able to handle something? But literally, minute by minute, can you do it? And can you have the most effective result uh, in dropping the right balls? Is it kind of, you know, in a, in a nutshell, the, the big pieces of it. So anyone can learn it. Uh, does it take a while to get good at it? It's like sales. You've got to practice, practice, practice. You're going to make some mistakes. You'll delegate inappropriately sometimes, and then they'll make a mistake. The worst thing you can do in that moment is then be right about it and have a self-fulfilling prophecy that you can't delegate. Right, so there's right. there's tons of little roadblocks as people start moving towards executing the the equation of yes energy and um, you know having I mean the whole premise is have yes in your life all day long instead of this no I can't do that no can't do that all these stories and excuses and a lot of the reason too I wrote the book is because post recession depression oh my God there's so much no energy about why they can't do anything no I don't have any money I don't have any credit I don't have any whining it's like get over it we all went through it we all lived through it. Get on with it. And then how do you take that into your day? And how do you take it literally moment by moment? That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so the website is yesenergybook.com. And like I said, you know, uh, I, I could do the sneaky thing and say, here's all the benefits you're going to get from the book and all that, which obviously you've listened to Laurel just enough even here to, to get that you're probably going to pick up a, a few life-changing things from reading their stuff. The other flip side of it, which is since the vast majority of people that listen to my stuff are in the marketing world and are direct response marketers, and Laurel is a just highly, highly skilled marketer. That's how she's become a best-selling author. That's how she's been all over television. And uh, you should really watch what it is she's doing and how she packages up knowledge and delivers it. And for $24.95, you can actually experience that whole thing and get a bunch of stuff that's worth thousands of dollars for 24 bucks. So go and just opt in, get her book, and share this with friends, and just participate and, and learn and give me your feedback um, about what you got out of it because I'm curious to know. And in the future, I will do a much uh, more in-depth interview on just the area of sales and marketing with Laurel because she is a master at this stuff. And Laurel, I got to ask you just because I want to share this with my love marketing crowd. Why do Why do you love marketing? Marketing is the answer to everything. It's everything. I mean, sales is sales is absolutely critical, but I put them, you know, really hand in hand is I want the marketing to generate the lead so the sales can create the customer. So I really, you know, make those. Uh, and I think so many people, um, they don't know how to generate a lead. They don't know how to attract. They don't know um, how to make, how to do deals for joint ventures. I mean, and I love that you framed that they, they should watch how I did this book because I did this book in the most different, and I'll write about it. We could actually interview, uh, you know, later how I actually got it done. And it was through the most strategic thinking of joint ventures uh, in the marketing space that I've ever done. Ever, ever, ever done. I mean, yep. it's hot. Well, um, in, in, so I can't answer that secret right now, but it's, it's, it's extraordinary. So why is marketing? You're going to have a business without marketing and sales. 
So I don't care what your lotion and potion, what the service and product is, if you can't attract and sell them to acquire the cash to develop the products, it doesn't, you won't be in business. Um, and I think it's distinctions. I think you know a lot of people teach money. And I'm always asked, well, what makes you different? My distinctions are different. Number one, I'm a woman, and not a lot of women teach the, the, the real hardcore finance that I teach. I'm a single mom. I mean, so I use those distinctions in my marketing. Of course I do. You know, and a lot of people don't look at what, what has you be different. So people say, well, you're a woman and a single mom. What does that have anything to do with money? It has a lot to do with money. It has a lot to do with my marketing and how I attract my customers and the kinds of customers. Most people would think, it's interesting, um, most people would think my database is more women. It's actually not. It's 52% men. Wow. Um, so, I, 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 yeah, I could talk a lot. Well, see, there you go. See, that even is evidence there. You just know off the top of your head what the percentage is because that's and what My average good... age is 48. I mean, I know everything. My, my audience likes wine. They own. They don't rent. I know my database inside and out, and I use my accounting. That would be a fun interview. We could talk about I use my accounting data to give me the most strategic feedback to my uh, my demographic and what they're doing. I know exactly what their buying power is. I know my average, uh, you know, what, what, the, what each average customer spends. I know how many teenagers that we give. You know, we give free scholarships. The other thing I want to say, I give uh, all teenagers from 13, 19 come to my programs free, no matter what. So we do that, and I know how much I, you know, give to, to uh, teenage scholarships every year. I know what their parents do. I know, yeah, I know everything about them. That's and then I can do a lot with that. And I don't think a lot of people uh, use their accounting records uh, properly done as a source for marketing information. And it's so obvious that they should. That, 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 is, that is one of the best, like, insights that someone could ever get. Because, you know, the, the business you're in is the arithmetic business, no matter what you're in. And, and by knowing your numbers and by knowing your people, you know, there's this great saying that I, that I heard, which is if you want to uh, sell what John Smith buys, you've got to see through John Smith's eyes. And the, the, the favorite Robert Collier uh, letterbook line, which is, as a marketer, you know, you want to enter a conversation that's already existing in your prospect's mind. So you, you just identified that you absolutely know what's going on with the people that you can best serve. And by knowing, you know, because how in the hell does anyone actually serve anyone if they don't even know who those people are? So, right. the, you know, what you just said is critical. So there's so much more we could talk about, but th- this is fantastic. I, I want, uh, thank you, Lowell. Um, I wish you, you the very best of success. And, like, after, after this book, you know, does its thing and you know and i know it's going to be huge uh we, we absolutely should do an interview because i did a follow-up interview with tim ferris on how he did the marketing for the four-hour body after he released released mm. the four-hour body and we put that on i love marketing and people love hearing about the kind of the blueprint on how that's right. doing it and so what we're inviting people to do now is be part of that process go and get the book yes energybook.com and just watch it because you'll you know you're going to learn two things here one all the stuff that you can learn through the information and the knowledge that you'll get from Laurel's book and all of the other goodies that come with it. And if you want to go to her events, you can go to her events. On top of that, you'll actually see someone who has literally spent thousands of hours honing a particular skill, and you'll actually see a map on how they do it. So that's the reason to do it. So share this interview with uh, with anyone you think would benefit from it. And any famous last words, Laurel? Live every day with yes and get in action. I mean, massive action. The right action. But you can all do it. Make make money every day. Have fun. (laughs) Exactly. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Joe.